Welcome back to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bearcast. I'm your host, Phil Gonzalez, and this week, things went slightly off the rails for me. Uh, times are weird, and there's a lot going on, and for some reason, I somehow have three podcasts again for the first time in quite a long time. I'm doing Deep in Bear Country. I am doing uh, Pizza Toast, a Babysitter's Club podcast with my friend Christy Admiral, and I started up It's Del Toro time again uh, with my daughter Willow. We're doing some smaller episodes uh, based on books. So, Things have suddenly gotten slammed, not to mention stuff at work is starting to pile up. And, uh, oh, and uh, Mitzi started a summer thing that is requiring a lot of hours of attention from us during the day. So all of a sudden, uh, life is complicated and complex. And so I decided, you know what? For this week's episode, I'm going to do something pretty simple and maybe a little bit weird, but I'm going to, instead of focusing on a book, I am going to focus on a little bit of Berenstain Bears ephemera called the Berenstain Bears Spooky Old Tree Game, a board game published in the late 80s based on the delightful Berenstain Bears book, The Spooky Old Tree. And the reason I decided to focus on this book is because I was gifted it. And the reason I decided to focus on this game is because I was gifted it for my birthday from my wonderful co-worker, Jen, who goes just bazonkers looking for odd toys and books at thrift stores and yard sales and estate sales. She collects little golden books, and whenever she comes across something interesting, Berenstain Bears related, or E.T. related, by the way, or Popples related, or Gremlins she knows me very well. She picks it up, she brings it to me, because she's a wonderful person. And for my birthday, she picked up a copy of the Berenstain Bears spooky old tree game uh and left it for me on my desk at work and let me tell you ladies and gentlemen this thing is in pristine condition it is i mean every single piece is present and accounted for every single uh every single aspect of the board of the box is in almost like new condition yeah there's a little bit of like there's a little like like rubbing on the corners just from it being as old as it is uh, but otherwise this is a this thing could have just this thing could have just been unwrapped it could have just just pop- popped off the shelf i can't believe i can't believe how uh how nice this game is and so without even knowing that i was like you know what it's my birthday and i'm home with my family and i have to record an episode of my show so what i am going to do is record us playing the Berenstain Bears spooky old tree game. I'll tighten up the recording and I'll release it as an episode. And ladies and gentlemen, I did just that. And I'm going to tell you, it ended up being way more work than I thought it was going to be. Why? Because my family doesn't we don't play nice uh when it comes to board games and uh Mitzi in particular, uh, can be a little bit of a pill when playing board games. She gets uh, she gets kind of argumentative. She gets kind of a uh, kind of a uh, kind of a uh, competitive. Let's just say she gets kind of she gets kind of competitive. So uh, so what you're gonna hear is some 
of of the game, but not not a lot of the game. And then I'll and then I will sum up. I'll sum up at the end with my uh with my thoughts because I couldn't just I couldn't I I couldn't I couldn't make you listen to this as is. It would it would be uh it would be it would be too much to demand of my wonderful of my wonderful listening audience to listen to us uh, argue and 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 fight over of over over a board game for five year olds. So um here's a little bit here's a little sampling of of what of 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 what I what I recorded like what I what I ended up with what I got what I got here's what I got. <laughs> So I have no idea what's in this box. I don't know if this is the complete game. I don't know if the pieces are in here. I have no idea. Uh, but I do want to say that according to the back, this is the scariest game a bear ever dared. Will you dare to make the scary trip through the spooky old tree with those brave Berenstain bears? Will you run for cover as spiders, bats, goblins, and gators try to trap you inside the spookiest gators? tree in bear country? There's a gator in the book. Uh, what's a gator? An alligator. Will you be the first player to go through the swamp, past the creepy critters, and arrive home safely and win the game? Kids will shriek with delight and howl with laughter as they learn fair bear play and practice counting and matching skills. Every child who loves the Berenstain Bears will flip for the spooky old tree game. Let's see what's in this box, shall we? Let's see if this game is even playable. Shall we? Something's in there because you shook it in it. Yeah, there's stuff rattling around. So I'm opening the box, and oh, I see the board, and I see some puzzle pieces. Must All be the right. matching part. We have a. It looks like we have a brother bear token. A brother is holding a flashlight. We have a sister bear token. Sister's holding a stick. Not even like a walking stick, just a stick. Just a stick. We have what looks like cousin Fred, and he is holding a key, a giant key. And we have Lizzie Bruin, and she is holding a rope. Oh, I like how the back of them looks like their backs. Yes, yeah, so and these are these cute. are these are detailed pawns. That's really cute. The front has the front of the bear, the back has their backside. So you're not confused as to which way they're facing or where they are. Um, we have four. That's really good because this is for little kids. Oh, here's the rest of the puzzle pieces. There are eight puzzle pieces. Good, good. And a spinner. Spooky old tree! Uh, each of the four bears is carrying a tool. Choose one of the bears and place it in its plastic stand on the correct start position. Bear with key. It doesn't give them names. So who wants to be who? Is there only one girl? No, this brother, sister, Lizzie, and Fred. Who do you want to be? I'll be Lizzie. Lizzie? I didn't even recognize her. Lizzie Bruin. So she is known as Bear with Rope. <laughs> bear with key goes on start key. Bear with I flashlight wanna... goes on start with flashlight. So Bear with Rope goes on Bear with Rope. I thought that key was the number 96, and I was confused about nope. why he was holding the number 96. <laughs> I will be Cousin Fred, because he got a lot of lip service in the last episode, and I feel like he never gets his day in court. I'll be the brother. There we go. And sister gets to sit this one out. All right. Spin for the first turn. The player who spins the highest gets to go first. Now, this is the part where the game starts to get played. Everyone spins the spinner and Alana ends up getting the first. So she goes first and she spins this little spinner. And let me explain what the spinner looks like because it's very vague and I don't explain it very well when it comes to, uh, when it comes to actually making it understandable for people listening to this. Again, you are an audience listening to people figuring out how to play a board game. We thought, for some reason, this would be compelling audio. Uh, I've been doing podcasting for over five years, and you would think that I would have realized that's not the case. That's not the case. 
However, uh, I don't know. The optimistic part of me was like people people really want to listen to a family bickering over what over what a spinner means. So the spinner is uh, it's, it's a game board. Spinner is divided one through six. However, there are eight sections, so it means there are three number twos. The number twos are the only numbers that are portrayed in a color. There's a yellow number two, a red number two, and a blue number two. And if you land on one of those colorful number twos, something has to happen, and it involves the board and see the board is is uh you know it's a it's a game board it has like a trail that goes through the spooky old tree taking you through the events of the book the spooky old tree but uh, at each major event there is a large piece cut out of the board like physically pressed punched out of the board with a picture of the of the obstacle be it the giant bear be it a bunch of bats uh just be it a, a room that's locked they have to get through and you can actually remove this image from the board like pop it out and flip it over and you see the bears uh, getting past the obstacle just so you know and these puzzle pieces these these obstacles are color coded to match with the colors of the number twos on the spinner is this exciting i think this isn't exciting this is a bad thing i'm explaining how to play a i am actually not doing that i'm not explaining how to play a board game i am explaining to you what we in an op another part of this recording are trying to figure out how to do listening to people figure out how to play a board game isn't interesting listening to me explain to you what the people figuring out the board game are trying to figure out is like two or three degrees removed from interesting it's like it's like so far from interesting that there are that that, that it's kind of looping back on itself now and becoming interesting again uh, also there were some sound issues uh, with the recording so there's also stuff i had to cut out because you couldn't really hear it because for some reason when a truck would go by or a plane would fly overhead and we are like in a flight path to the airport uh it would just sort of drown out everything else i don't know what i was doing with my microphone but it wasn't the right thing so alana goes first she spins she lands on one of these colorful number twos and then begins part of the enjoyable saga of trying to actually figure out what the instructions mean i am totally confused well i, I spun a yellow oh two, i see so i picked up the yellow big puzzle piece which on one side has giant scary crow faces and the other hand has side has children running in fear Okay, so I rolled a yellow two. You rolled a yellow two. So for my start, I'm guessing I go two spaces. Um, when you spin a red, yellow, or blue number two, you are entitled to flip, turn over, one puzzle piece with a matching color border, and move your pawn two spaces. So you yellow, you turned a yellow yellow two. Mm -hmm. That means you can flip one of the yellow puzzle pieces. Thoughtful flipping can not only help you win. It can keep other players from winning. Now, I know what you might be thinking. You might be thinking, boy, that Phil guy sure sounds like he knows what he's doing. But this is where I make a critical error in my reading of the instructions. And part of this can be blamed on uh, me being distracted by the fact that I was trying to record an interesting episode of a podcast while learning to play a board game with my family who doesn't always get along when they play board games. Uh, also worrying about the audio quality because I couldn't monitor the quality of the audio as I was recording. And also the sort of you know what board game instructions are like they're not always the clearest thing you've kind of got to play the game through a few times before you can really figure out what's going on and the problem with 
these sort of commercial tie-in board games is that you tend to only play them once. You, you buy them for your kid, and then you're 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 done. You're just you 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 play it. You're like, well, it's fine. you put it away. You never play it again. Which I assume is what happened with this game because it, it's pretty new. I, I I feel, and I think Alana pointed this out in one of the many. Uh, samples of audio that that wasn't clear enough to put in the final episode i think alana pointed out that uh this game didn't look like it really been played like it looked like it had been punched out maybe gone over once but i make a critical error in the in the playing of the game because if you roll a two it's a colorful thing and you get to turn over the puzzle piece and then it says in the instructions and you get to move two places so I was like, oh, in addition to the two places you move, you move your two places, you turn over your puzzle piece, and then you move two more places. And to make the matters even more confusing, there are squares on the board that tell you you can turn over a puzzle piece. And what happened was Alana rolled a colorful two as her first move. She rolled a colorful two. She landed on a square that told you to turn over a puzzle piece. Plus, I was confused as to the instructions in the first place. So I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess you, you move two. You land on the puzzle piece. You turn over a puzzle piece. You move two more. And then Alana was like, but wait, don't I get to turn over a puzzle piece? And I was like, you did turn over a puzzle piece. And she was like, right, but I landed on this puzzle piece square. So don't I get to turn over another puzzle piece? And I was like, well, wait. And then she was like, why did I move two? And I was like, well, you're supposed to move two. It says to move two. And she's like, yeah, but I moved two and landed on the puzzle piece. We went around like this for about five minutes. It was not good listening, not terribly interesting, but part of figuring out a board game, even a board game. I can't repeat this enough for five-year-old. This is a board game for five-year-old children. <laughs> So right now I'm on an arrow and I'm in front of a blue and it's not flipped, but if it was flipped, I'm guessing I would get to skip these four spaces of going around it yes. and instead go straight across. But you can also flip pieces back mm -hmm. so that other people can't, can't do it. cross over. Or if I had rolled a six, I would be as far ahead anyway. <laughs> you would be as far ahead anyway. Um, but you also get to move two more spaces. Hey, wait, what are these little icons? I was in start and I moved. Does this one count as one? Yes. Oh, then I only would be here, I guess. But you get to move two more spaces because you when you land on a color, you also get to move two more spaces. Oh, I see. But she didn't see. I don't know if you know Alana or if you live with her like I do, but the tone of voice she used when she said, oh, I see, is the tone of voice Alana uses when she's like, I'm just going to let this go because I know you're wrong, but it's not worth discussing at this point. And this is where I kind of started stepping in it and making the game a lot more confusing. So if you couldn't quite follow what's going on, the puzzle pieces, if you, okay, so you're following along the trail on the board and you follow like these like squares. It's just a simple board game. It's a board game. You're moving your little piece along and you get to one of these puzzle pieces. And if you, and if it's on the scary picture on the puzzle piece, that means you have to go all the way around like six more squares to get around to the other side of the puzzle piece. You have to avoid the trap. But if someone has used the puzzle piece flipping mechanic, either by spinning a two or by landing on a puzzle piece square on the board and flip that puzzle piece to the safe version of the puzzle piece, that means that you can cut across. You land on a purple arrow right next to it and you 
jump to the next purple arrow. Uh, think, I was going to say think like Candyland, where you can go from spot to spot without traversing, but there's actually a mechanic in this that's kind of more like that. So each of the pieces, the brother, sister, Lizzie, and Fred, each character is holding a tool. And if you land on a square that has that tool, you get to jump ahead to the next square that has that tool. So that's a little more Candyland-esque than the puzzle piece. The puzzle piece mechanic, it's actually kind of cool. It keeps the game from being completely like, completely at the whim of chance. It means you have to sort of strategize a little bit because you can flip a puzzle piece to make it safe uh, so you can cross. But you can also use your turn to flip the puzzle piece to make it dangerous for another player, to block them, to make them have to go the long way around. It's There's strategy involved. Now, unfortunately... We do better with cooperative games, games where you're helping each other achieve an end, which if this was a more modern game probably would be a co-op game because the Cubs aren't competing to get to the out of the to get out of the spooky old tree. They're actually trying to help each other get through the spooky old tree. But this is in the era before co-op games really became a thing. And if you really want to add tension to a Gonzales Gravitz, Gonzales Gravitz household board game session make it super competitive because none of us does well with super competition uh some of us get really nervous about it some of us get super anxious about it and some of us get super competitive about the competition and that equals not a good time and tension in the throat which doesn't equal good radio Oh, and here's where it starts becoming clear that I screwed up the rules. Hey, what if you land on this icon? Does that mean you get to... That means you get to flip a puzzle piece. Okay. It's a puzzle piece. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You icon. told me that means... I landed on that. You told me it meant I just got to go two more pieces. Spaces. No, it's because you rolled a puzzle piece as well, so... If you roll a puzzle piece, you don't get to flip another one? I assume. I mean, it doesn't actually say that. Wait, you told me it means you go two more spaces. Because you, you spun a puzzle piece. Which gives you two more spaces. And you get to flip. And flip. Yeah. So the flip... This doesn't do anything. Cause... I'm guessing if you don't flip a two, then you get to go flip, but not go two spaces ahead. But if you got a two, you get to do both. But it does not say if spinning a puzzle piece and landing on a puzzle piece cancels one another out. So I guess Alana... Wait, are you saying, Phil, that every time you land on a puzzle piece, you also go forward two? No. Only if you spin a colored... Two. But two. I went one, two. And then uh -huh. you told because me to go two more because I landed on this. No, because right. you got No, I told you to two. go two more because you spun a, a yellow two. That would have been these two, one, two. Yeah, so then you would get to go two more. You, one, you spun two. a yellow two, yeah. which, got, which got you to go two. And then you got to go two more because you spun that yellow two. That makes total sense. This I'm just going to let this go. <laughs> I'm not replaying this, and let's just keep this game moving. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I did screw that up, didn't I? <laughs> I'm terrible at reading instructions. So it's not an additional two spaces. It's just two spaces. So you got to go back to? You know what? No, no, we are not redoing this. The first pancake. We are not redoing We're not this. redoing it. The first pancake is... It's like the two. butterfly flaps. It's everything changed. Everything changed. If we had done that. <laughs> so what you're saying is if I had rolled a one and I happened to land on this piece that has the you puzzle mean a two? on it, yes. no, a one or a three or any number that wasn't a two, would I go ahead two simply because I landed on this? No. No, that was the part you were just That's the stupid thing about. that I said that was wrong. <laughs> Got it. Okay. I see. So wherever you are, 
when you land on just this, go. you get to flip just it. Just go. Here and go. then also when you just get a two, you get let him go. I think I should have gotten to flip two. Red two. I think you should have gotten to flip two. To and so red two, to be kind because you didn't get to flip, I'll flip this red. Aww. And I get to move two. One, two, which lets me flip another oh, one. Oh, and so I guess you get to pick any of them. Yes. Oh. Which means I'll be kind so and flip this. So now everyone's... everyone's a lot for a five-year-old game. <laughs> now, I hope everyone realized that I was completely in the wrong there and that this is this is just kind of how the game went. Uh, we continued around the board. Sometimes we landed on our own tools. Sometimes we got to jump ahead. What ended up happening, though, was that I took the lead. And it's very difficult to tell who's taking the lead because as in the game Sorry, you know the game Sorry, everyone starts on their own side of the board. You have your starting spot, and you're trying to get around the entire board back to where you started, except you kind of... like. Not exactly the spot where you started, but like a little like home base that's next to the spot. Exactly like so it's exactly like sorry. Uh, you're trying to get to this little home base where you start. It's like simple sorry, and uh, you get so you get around to it, and you have to get an exact spin to get to that spin. Now because everyone is trying to land at a different part of the board, you're trying to get back where you specifically started, you look at the board and you can't really tell who's winning at first glance. You have to compare where their pawn is to where their their stopping point is. Otherwise, it can look at times like you're losing when in fact you're winning. Uh, that's what happened to me. I was pretty cash the entire time because I thought I was appropriately behind my family until I pointed it out. And then someone said, no, you're actually almost done with the game. I had managed to rocket ahead of the rest of the players and almost win the game, which I felt terrible about because part of that was due in to the fact that I had screwed up the rules at the beginning of the game. Now, bear in mind, this is a game for five-year-olds. It is not a game you are supposed to be emotionally invested in once you have started public school. Once you have gotten to a point where you are no longer at an institution that your parents have to pay for you to attend, once you are in free public school, you should be emotionally beyond caring who wins this game. But unfortunately, that is not how the human mind works. And things, again, got a little bit heated as I landed right on the spot where I was one move away from winning the game. And also keep in mind there's a rule that says you have to make an exact roll to win, which means that you could be stuck in an endless cycle of people spinning a spinner that absolutely refuses to land on the exact number you need to win, which is not what happened with this game, fortunately. I'm still not going to catch up with anyone. Well, but y'all start and stop in different places, honey. Uh, Where is your start and stop? Oh, like right there. You're almost done. What do you mean you're not going to catch up with anyone? I am almost done. I'm like halfway around the board and you're like I'm six, almost done. six steps from home. It would be fitting if I won because it is my birthday. I know. I hope you do. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is a really nice episode. Six. <laughs> is it? Is it? Yeah. I have landed on my doorway square, which means I have to roll a one <laughs> in order to win the spooky old tree game. We are done. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, all I have to do is roll a one, and I have won the game. One! Yay! Happy birthday. Happy are we going to do seconds and thirds? Oh, places? God, no. Yes, We're not playing I'm this gonna... game again. <laughs> oh, I see. You want to see who gets second? I think we're done. I think this is plenty of listening to your game. Then I will just roll until I win. 
So Mitzi, while while, while Mitzi uh, continues rolling a spinner for no no valuable reason except to for, to prove that she can actually win the board game in her own mind. What are what are final thoughts on the spooky old tree game? I think game? it's very cute. Good game. And I also think that if you were a, a younger kid, you wouldn't really have to think about what you were flipping, and it would just be like looking for the colors, and that would be fun. I think that the pieces, if you had, you could not have little kids play on their own because they would just knock the pieces over so yeah. much. Yeah. And they wouldn't be able to do the flipping. So final thoughts on the game. Yeah. So you think it's a good game? I think it's a good game. It's just different. I think the mechanics, like the physical making of the game undoes it a little bit, like makes it a little less playable for the yeah. young kids that it was before, but I think it's super cute. If it really does connect up to the book, that's pretty unique. Yeah, it does. It does. It uses art artwork from the book, but it's been like it's not just pictures of the pages, like they've incorporated they, this is a this is an original board. Like if you look at the board, this is a beautiful board. It really is. Um, you've got, but you've got elements from the book. You've got the suit of armor bear. You've got the bats. You've got birds. You've got the Lizzie having to use her rope. Ooh, there's like a creepy thing looking in a window. Yep, there's a monster looking in windows. Hey, wait. I hear the ice cream person. <laughs> no, like literally, we hear the ice cream truck. The ice cream truck is a comment. I don't know if this picks up on the mic. Uh, we've got the giant bear who's coming, who comes after them at the end of the book. We've got the alligator. And we've got the alligator. We've got uh, we've got the story of the spooky old tree. I also like how it gives them tools. That's cool. Yeah, and one thing I find really cool is the other side of the board. I was right. Oh, yes, cute. The other side of the board actually has this sort of spiderweb design on it. Nice. You would expect it to just be, you would expect the, the other okay. side of the board to just be cardboard but because they had to print both sides to in order oh, to print in sure. order to print both sides of the uh, yeah, yeah. of the puzzle pieces they went ahead and did a fill-in design on the other side and it's kind of cool it is uh, now alana was saying that the the, the pawns themselves the, the the player pieces uh slot into these little plastic holders that are too light it could be that they are also like bent a little bit just from age like so the so the the bears kind of lean back but you can buy like replacements of these you can buy these things oh, so if you're sure. a board gamer and you're just like i really want to have a more stable thing replace these because replacing why don't they just permanently have those little flippies on them because that's not well because they probably they these are probably manufactured yeah. one oh, place I see what you're saying. these are yeah, printed yeah, up at the print okay, shop got it. but what i was gonna say is if you uh if you want to recreate your pawns with say like berenstain bear figures or something you would have to make sure they were each holding their item yeah. because the items are vital to the winning of the game. Yes. Um, and even the spinner uh, is decorated with Stan and Jan Berenstain really? illustrations. Yeah. No, it's illustrated with a frog and a bat and a spider and a couple of birds. And this is the kind of thing that when we visited the Berenstain, Bear, the Berenstain archives, mm -hmm. we would have seen the, like, the original design work for. Mm -hmm. Like This is the kind of stuff that's really cool. The sort of pop cultural ephemera of the Berenstain Bears world. But again, this is not, you cannot go into a toy store now and buy the Berenstain Bear spooky old tree game. You have to buy it used, go on eBay, you have to go on like uh, Etsy or wherever you buy used stuff. By the way, there are two crows. There are two crows. If you want to know. Uh, you would have to go somewhere, uh, especially shop. I don't know where Jen found this. Jen goes, uh, she thrift shops on weekends. I don't know if that's where she found this, but I assume. Uh, if she did find it in a thrift shop, kudos on finding a complete set. I can yeah, imagine kidding. like it's in good shape too. It's, it's not in, warped or yeah, anything. This, this is from what do you say, nineteen eighty? Eighty nine, eighty eight, eighty nine, eighty nine. So yeah, this this That's awesome. This game has been around. Yeah. 
I can I can imagine finding versions of it that are missing a pawn mm-hmm. or that are missing a puzzle piece. Mm-hmm. I bet there's a lot of versions mm-hmm. out there with puzzle pieces missing. Um, it was just put together with a rubber band. <laughs> yeah, that, but I was like, oh, even the box, well. this box, I mean, obviously it has like... It's a little worn. It's a little worn on the edges where it's been like taken on and off shelves, but it's not torn. Like a children's board game that isn't, the box isn't torn. I'm just amazed. I think I like this... it wasn't played. <laughs> I mean, I haven't played that much. It felt very fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see where like, especially if you're not like pondering over which puzzle piece to flip it's nice that it has a strategy to it it's not a candy land it's not just like it's not all up to chance like you've got to sort of think your way through it which which is a cool mechanic Um, also did you notice it is made for pre-readers yes there's arrows and then there's symbols of pictures and that's it that's i feel like the arrows are kind of a little hard to understand some of the directions are a little vague and I think the thing where you flip a puzzle piece is a little confusing because the picture of that is yellow, but the idea is you can do any of them. They, yeah. I think it could have... There's a few things that could have been cleared yeah, well, up. I think... Thumbs up. Uh, if anyone listens to this and they have played the Berenstain Bears spooky tree, spooky old tree game, uh, and they have come up with their own house rules, let me know. I don't know if there's any ways you can enhance this game with your own, like... Maybe... Well, I think you'd have to come up with what you do with those arrows before and after the crossovers because that's pretty confusing i was thinking maybe incorporating some clue pieces <laughs> maybe <laughs> this is what yeah making turning this into the a rope and stuff i yeah. mean i do have those i have those plastic figures you do have plastic clue pieces we could put colonel mustard in this game and, and up the stakes quite a bit so uh that's it that's top hat from but what did colonel mustard do like would he have a stick <laughs> <laughs> or would he have the mustard he game? would have the revolver and we would have to add a library so uh alana mitzi thank you for joining me on this special birthday happy birthday thank you so much episode oh yeah five. happy birthday yes uh, it was fun i actually think i wish you a happy birthday today happy birthday thank you <laughs> uh we killed two birds with one stone we had family game night and recorded an episode of the show Ooh. Uh, oh, my bucket list. Family game night was one of them. We can mark family game night off your weird nine-year-old bucket list. <laughs> like, it's funny. I don't know where you learned the expression bucket list, but like, so Missy has a bucket list. Yes. And one of those involved playing a board game with her family. So uh, that's it. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you're looking for the show, you can find it at BerensteinBearCast.org. You can find me on Twitter. It is now a .org. I had to switch to a .org in order to open up all the past episodes, in order to make it so that people could listen to it a lot, like the, the earliest episode. Wait, I feel like .com sounds better. Yeah, but I had to switch to a .org in order to open up the feed so that people could access every episode besides Ooh, the last one. when did you do the Spooky Old Tree episode? I think Spooky Old Tree. Didn't we look this up? Wasn't it like... Number... Maybe one you wouldn't have been able to get to. Yeah, look back. I think it's like, it's like episode like... Three. <laughs> no, it's like 15 or something. Wow. Uh, it's early My days. favorite episode was episode nine. It's where... Is it you? It, well, it's um, Old Hat, New Hat, and Beautiful oh, Baboon, or I The Bee Book. The Bee Book. An old classic Mitzi, if you want to go back. All the episodes are there. You can, you can if you're, whatever you're listening to this on, you can scan back all of... Back to the, the days... The weird when, thing is... When my episodes were only 15 minutes long. Yeah. Yes? <laughs> the weird thing is, I can totally remember it. I had, cur- like, from not my... Fr- vision like i had curly hair i was sitting on a green couch that now dead um uh-huh. uh we didn't have a table i it was we it was on one of those green stools and it was those there was a small paper book and the beautiful baboon had a pink ish reddish bee um it was a book with a 
well, I have like a baboon, yes. a bear. Yeah. Um, and it was talking about bees and then a little hat, new hat. New hat. New hat. <laughs> new hat. Uh, and I remember, I believe that was released on my birthday, wasn't it? What? Five years ago. I believe really? that was yeah. I believe that was July 11th. So Aww. I'm recording this on the fifth anniversary of the release of Mitzi's first episode, which was also the first episode I ever did with a guest. So Aww. happy five years, Mitzi. This is your fifth this is your fifth anniversary on this show. Uh, so yeah, find me on Twitter at Beastame Bearcast. Uh, otherwise, thank you so much for listening. Uh, here's to another however many episodes I'm gonna keep doing this show. <laughs> and I will see you all next time. Deep in bear, bear country. country. You're supposed to say deep in bear country. I did say deep in bear no, country. No, like my mom. She's thinking it. She's saying it in her heart. Um, I'm just, I'm just going to go with that. And that's it. As you can see, things kind of cleared up at the end. Uh, things came together once we got into the actual discussion, but I cut a whole lot out of this episode. It was a simple board game. It took us a long time to get through it. It took me even longer to listen to it took me longer than that to edit it down but thank you so much for listening to this as as you heard i already wished you a good week i already said i'll see you next time deep in bear country so uh i guess i'll say it again <laughs> thank you all so much for listening thank you all so much for putting up with my whims thank you all so much for joining me and my family for family game night and i will see you all next time deep in bear